Hey there, everyone. This is Pastor Ryan from Mountain View. I just wanted to take a quick second and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We we hope that this message just fills your soul. It fills your heart. Uh, we pray that this message impacts your life in some way, shape, or form, and the gospel just changes you. So thank you so much for tuning in for the Mountain View podcast. We hope you enjoy. Okay, let's, let's uh, pray again, because I need it. So you might be fine, but I need it. Heavenly Father, you are so gracious and kind. Thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you that you still guide and direct. God, I thank you that you still use us, that you still call us, that you still direct us, that you still shape us. God, you are so good. It's overwhelming that you know all things and that you are all-powerful, that you are 100% present everywhere. And you still care for us. You still value us. You still love us. So God, we lift up our hearts this morning. I lift up my heart. I pray that you would uh, use me. Thank you for the privilege of sharing your word. There is no greater privilege. Speak this morning. Lord Jesus, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, could you turn to Matthew chapter 6? Preaching out of Matthew chapter 6. We're going to, I'm supposed to start in verse 33, but you know, I probably will start a little earlier. Uh, Something that we've been doing as a family uh, when I get home from work, when I get, is we've been playing hide and seek. So if you go into our house, there's boxes everywhere, right? And uh, different stuff, it's, it's a mess, it's crazy. And so we'll, I'll come home and Emmett will look at me and I'll look at Emmett and he'll go, Dad, you want to play hide and seek? And I'll go, yes, let's play hide and seek. And so we'll run throughout the house hiding in different uh, areas. Uh, the other day, Noah was playing with us, so it's a family occasion, because that's what we do. Maybe your family's different, but we're a little bit special. Uh, Noah, uh, we have these shelves in, a, in the hallway, and Noah climbed up to the top of this shelf and hid in this cupboard, right? And everybody's looking for him, and Emmett's looking for him, and running around looking for him, and finally, Emmett finds him. And Emmett, or Noah, is, is hanging out of the shelf, going, 
going, help, help, I can't get out. And so I go over, since he weighs like 80 pounds, a six foot one kid that weighs 80 pounds. Uh, okay, he weighs more than that. And I pull him out of the shelf. It's just amazing time. But, and we've been doing this uh, throughout the last couple of weeks, off and on, playing hide and seek. We have a, uh, uh, what kind of dog is Olive? Frenchton. It's a French bulldog Boston Terrier mix. She's, she's itty bitty. But good news is, is we have this kennel that we put her in at night because she's wired like the rest of us. She's a little bit hyped up. And so we put her in this kennel at night. But amazing thing is that I can fit in that kennel. I've learned so many things playing hide and seek with my kids. I can't necessarily get out. Uh, and my wife, instead of helping me get out of that kennel, uh, took pictures so uh, that was nice, and then sent him to herself. So it was awesome, good times. And so as we look at this piece of scripture, we see this time of Jesus, he's teaching. And he's talking about, uh, you know, the things that we wear, the things that we eat. Uh, and, he, and he's saying, you know, the world, everybody pursues this stuff. Everybody pursues this stuff. That's the first thing they pursue. They get up in the morning, they go, they're looking for food, they're looking for shelter, they're looking for clothing. Everybody pursues this. And in this, he talks about these birds and, and how, how he provides for these birds. And, and then he, he, he says this question in the midst of how he says he provides. And this question is this, are you more valuable than the birds? And we see that statement, we, we kind of pass by and then we, then we get to the verse 33 where it talks about seek first this kingdom, right? But before that, it's, it's God saying, I've got this, I, I'm gonna provide for it. And really it's this idea of the sovereignty of God. And sovereignty means this, is that God is absolute, right? He is completely sovereign. There is no one above him. There's nothing above him. He has always been from beginning to end. He will always be. I mean, we look in Genesis and it says, in the beginning was God. This is a statement of the sovereignty of God, that he is greater than no one created him, that he has always been, that he has always existed since the beginning of time, and he has no ending, ending. and that same God, that same God who is sovereign, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God, makes this statement about you and about me. You're more valuable than all these things. And we see that statement, and it's really about, aren't you more valuable than the food and clothing? Aren't you more valuable than the birds? I've got you. I've got this. Right? But we see this value statement carried on even deeper. All powerful, all knowing, ever present God decided to step off his throne 
become a part of his creation, dependent completely on his creation. This God, man, fully God, fully man, Jesus, lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and rose from the grave. Why? Back to that value statement. Because God values us. And not just, not just those that go to church, but God values all people. So even when we were, even when I was at war with God, even when I was against God, even when I was an enemy of God, even when I was rebelling against God, even when I was leading my own life, even when I decided that I was my own God, God loved me so deeply, so intensely, that he became a part of his creation. And so I don't know what you've seen. I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know what you've gone through. But can I tell you this? That in all of that, God values you. And so when we get moving in this piece of scripture, we have to see this idea that God values you. God wants you. And baby, there isn't a mountain high enough. There isn't a river wide enough. There isn't a valley deep enough that he will not overcome to know you. And so somewhere in this idea, culture has taught us that because we've been spit on, beaten up, because we've made poor decisions, because we've lived like hell, because we've done our own thing, that we have no value. But the truth is, and we see this, not only in words, but in action, that God loves you so much, so deeply, that even though you've been through stuff, even though you've hurt, even though you've gone through pain, he still values you. This dollar is still a dollar. Even though it's been spit on, even though it's been stepped on, even though it's been trampled on, we don't even, we don't even know what all this dollar has seen and experienced. But we do know this, it's still a dollar. And the same is with you and I, is that God loves you so immensely and values so deeply that he wants to restore a relationship with you. So where are you at with God? Where are you at and how you see that he sees you? Could you please consider that this all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God values you? And he wants you. And he wants to know you. And he wants you to know him. So what is it that holds you back? What is it that keeps you from believing that? What is it that keeps you from surrendering? Now this verse that we're talking about, it says, seek first. 
I mean, this idea of seeking is this idea and mentality that it's intentional. You know, I would run and I, I would get in the living room, I'd put my head in the couch and I would count to 30. That's our rule. We need at least 30. So everybody counts to 30. And then you get up and you look everywhere for everybody, right? You open the shower, which is usually where the adults hid, hide because it's a really convenient spot. You don't have to bend over and cramp in. or So you look in the shower, right? You look under the beds, which the adults don't fit under. Uh, except Noah did once hide under Rama's bed. And it kind of levitated on top of him. And so, you, but, but this, this idea is not that you just go into this room and, and look and then run around. But you, you, you look under, you look around, you, you're, in, you're intentional about it. Because you want to find everybody, right? And you want, you want a game to, so you can hide, Right? And so we see this verse that says, seek, seek, seek first. Now, this idea of seek is intentional. Can I ask you this? When, the, when was the last time you were intentional, intentional about seeking God? When were you intentional about seeking what he desired, what he wants? See, our culture is this idea that is, I gotta get mine. It's all about me. This self-care idea. And this scripture is different than that. This, this scripture is different than that. It ain't about you. It ain't about self-care. It's this idea that, that I seek after God, what God desires. And here's the, here's the thing. In every area of my life, in my finances, in my relationships, I seek his kingdom. In my, in my relationships at work, in my community, I seek his kingdom. Seek first. That word first is interesting as well. It's just like, okay, the word first. What does that mean? For us, the first means, okay, that they're one, that they're the pride, right? They're first, they're the champion. But in this occasion, it should make our minds go back to the Old Testament. When when a person would work and earn a living, and, and they would take the very first of the harvest, and they would bring it to God. And they didn't know if they're going to have more of the harvest. They didn't know if the rest was filled with worms. They didn't know, they didn't know any of those things. So they would gather the very first and the best and present it to God. And that was called our first fruits. So when we see this, seek first. It's more than just, oh, that's the first thing I do. The seek first is that this, this is, we bring the best. We seek the best. Seek first. That that's the priority. I don't know how much I'm going to make. I don't know what. I'm just going to bring it to God. My best. 
first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. So what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? That's interesting about the kingdom. And I want to back up a little bit. That seek first is a movement idea. Do you see that? It's, it's a, what did I put in my notes? It responds. I respond in movement. Seek first. I can't seek when I'm just sitting. I can't seek when I'm just done. Seek first. That, that I have to move forward. There has to be some intentionality behind it. Faith responds to movement. If I believe that God is all this for me and has this for me, if I don't step in faith, then I'm not really walking in faith. How could I expect that? God responds to our movement. And he honors that because it's beyond talk. It's beyond words. It's action. Seek first the kingdom of God. Now, kingdom is this interesting mentality that I don't know if we really get that often. Um, I've had this opportunity to uh, go to a kingdom uh, called Swaziland. And now it's Eswatini. And it's a monarchy. And the king rules. And he is the one that's in charge of everything. And what's interesting about the Eswatini or Swaziland is that the police exist to serve the king. Not to protect the people. They exist to serve the king. Everything in this kingdom is for the king. You're driving down the road and you see a cow and you go, oh, there's a cow. It's a stray cow. Oh, it's the king's cow because he owns it all. And so, so when we see this, seek first the kingdom of God, we need to know this and we need to see this just like Kanye West said it, that Jesus is king. And what that means he owns it all. It means that he, it belongs to him. And here's what's interesting. In a kingdom, when you approach a king, you don't just walk up on in there and just, hey king, what's up? But there's this idea of respect and honor that goes into it. Why is there this idea of respect and honor? Because you know that the king is more powerful than you. And so when it says seek first the kingdom of God, it's this idea or this mentality that we're moving forward that that's the primary response, that's our first response, that's our best response. But a servant responds to a king and surrender. When you see people approach a king, 
or a king approach, they surrender, they yield. They're not equal. Seek first the kingdom of God means that I exist to surrender to the king. And what does that mean? That I exist to surrender to the king? Let me tell you what that means. That means that I come to him in humility. That I willingly bow down. That I yield to his plans over my plans. That I yield to his promises over my promises. That I surrender to the king. And can I tell you something? Is this. Scripture tells us that in the end, when everything is done, when God has accomplished all of his work, all of his will on this place, in this place, what happens is we all stand before him. And it says that every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means is that he is king and not only king but king of kings. What does that mean for you and I? That we surrender to him no matter what. It, it could be today or it could be tomorrow. But either way, we're going to surrender to a king. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. Not only do we surrender to a king, but we serve the king. Not only do we surrender to a king, but we serve the king. What does that mean? That means that when God directs you, when God moves you, you obey. That means that you listen in every way. That means that if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that means that he's right and I'm wrong. That means that I, I surrender to what he desires because he knows what's best. Now let me ask you this. When you look at this statement, seek first the kingdom of God, could you honestly say that you seek God first? When you look at this statement, seek first the kingdom of God, can you honestly say that you surrendered everything? Everything. Now, we can get that. Okay, I'm going to surrender to God everything. My, my relationships, my marriage, my finances, my friendships, my job. I'm going to surrender everything. 
It's easy to say, isn't it? Now, when you hear that word surrender and that idea of surrender, when you see it and you see that, that servant bow down before the king, you see this idea that the head is down, the knee is bowed, and the hands are empty. I've got four kids. Whenever you get on the floor, you are free game. Right? Noah gets on the floor often, and all of a sudden, Emmett and Rayma are jumping all over him, and then he starts panicking because he's claustrophobic. Ah! Go! 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 And they're just having a great old time. And he's in a position of surrender, so he's got to trust that his brother and sister are not going to harm him. Oh, actually, both his sisters and brother are not going to harm him, right? I mean, this idea. And so when we surrender to God and he's, he's our king, really what we're saying is that we trust him with everything. Wow. We trust him with everything. And that means also that we surrender our own ideas and our own opinions and our own personal views on things. We're surrendering to Him and we're trusting that He knows better than I do because it goes back. Is the King sovereign? Yes, He is. Well, if He's sovereign, if He's great, if He's big, if He's all-powerful, and I surrender to Him, what am I saying? I'm trusting that He knows what's best. And so as I trust that He knows what's best, I yield to Him. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. His righteousness. That's a big word. Means that, means it's this idea that I'm right standing with God. I'm in right relationship with God. So His righteousness. You know what else that means? That means that Jesus is perfectly righteous. He's in complete and good relationship with God the Father. And God the Holy Spirit. Completely right. Bible says that it's not my, by my righteousness, but it's by Jesus' righteousness that I'm saved. So they, God looks at him, and because he was sinless, because he's perfect, I get in. I get him. I get relationship with him. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness what God says is right is right seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness verse oh I lost my spot wrong page 633 But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. 
So backing up to that scripture that talks about clothing and food and, and being taken care of. Does that mean that I won't be hungry at times? No. Does that mean I won't be, I won't have clothes at times? No. What that means is that I'm trusting that God knows not only what's best for me, but he'll take care of me. Because I've been many places. I see many people. I've seen kids eat dirt to stave off the hunger. Chew on bolts to just stave off the hunger. And here's what I know. Is that God knows exactly where they're at. And he meets them exactly where they're at. And when we seek first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, it's this idea that not only that I surrender to the king, but I serve the king. And that the king uses me to meet the needs of those around me. Seek first the kingdom of God. Oh man, I am just awful at this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's this idea that God is greater than we are. And that God can handle it. And so when I trust, that means I surrender and I serve. Oh, it's fine. So as you look at your life, Are you in the kingdom? Have you surrendered to the king? Maybe you're in the kingdom and you surrender to the king, but you're not serving him. Where are you at with him? His call to us is the same as it was yesterday is the same as it will be tomorrow, is that the moment that we have is today. So will you trust him with your life? Will you surrender to him now? Is there something that is in the way? Maybe you're here and you say, you know what, I just don't see that I have value. Maybe you're here and you need God to remind you that he loves you and he values you. Maybe there's something in your life that's between you and God that's separating you that you need to surrender. Is there? Is he the leader of your life? Is he the king of your heart? Is he the king of your life? 
Have you submitted to him? Would you just take a moment to just stand with me, please? Just take a moment to bow your head. And if you're here this morning, you say, you know what? I surrendered to God and I'm continuing to surrender to him. And I've yielded to him where he wants me to go, what he wants me to be, I'll be. Lord, my life is in, my life is in your hands. If that's you, if you're saying that, would you just begin this moment right now praying with me? For those in the room that haven't surrendered. Are you here this morning? You have not surrendered to God. Jesus is not the leader of your life. If you're here and you'd like to surrender to him this morning, would you just take a moment to raise your hands? I want to pray with you. I've never surrendered to Jesus, but today I'm going to surrender to him. that you just raise your hand right now maybe you surrender to God and you're holding on to something you're you're grabbing hold of something and this morning you feel like the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart to let go of it. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? something I need to let go of. Lord Jesus, I pray for each person that raised their hand. I ask that you give them freedom. Freedom from the thing that they keep grabbing hold of. Lord Jesus, I ask that they would surrender to you. That area. Just at this moment. If you raise your hand, would you just, between you and God, would you just say, God, I surrender. Whatever it is, I surrender. Maybe you're here this morning and you surrender to God. And you've given him all the things. But you need God to remind you of your value to him. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? God, would you just remind me how much you love me? Would you just encourage me that you made me, that you shaped me, that you formed me for your benefit? Would you just raise your hand? I just want to pray with you.
Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you value us so much that you gave everything so that we could walk with you, so that we could have heaven, so our sins could be wiped away, so that we could be made new. Thank you that you value us, that you love us. Help us to value those around us. Praise your holy name, Jesus.